I'm just going to pray and then we'll just get into our message today. So, Father God, we just thank you, Lord, that you are good and your mercy endures forever. And Father God, we just thank you, Lord, that, that even as we've heard testimony of, God, we thank you for what you're doing in our pastor's life. And Father, how you're keeping them, how you're, you're healing him and bringing him through to wholeness. And God, we just give you all the praise and the glory, Lord. And Father God, as we've come before you this morning just to hear your word and to hear what you have to say to us as a congregation, Lord, we just, we just believe you receive, God, that you give us ears to hear and hearts to understand. Lord, myself included, God, because I know that you're still speaking. So Father God, we just uh, thank you by the, the, the Holy Spirit. It's going to just help to give pictures and understanding and revelation and just to flow this morning. And we give you all the praise and the glory for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to Get my water bottle. Thank you, Jesus. So this morning, as you've, I, I just love how God always um, sets things up. And whether it's Pastor Virginia's word or whether it's the worship that we enjoyed this morning and participated in, um, God's really speaking about positioning. And, you know, if you heard some of the words this morning, uh, you know, there's going to be a time when we have to get off the train. And that's our destination. That's our destiny. And God's very concerned about that. The future. The future. Getting into the future. And so today, uh, I just want to bring a message about crossing over. Um, at the beginning of the summer, some people from our, the prayer group here, the Oklahoma Apostolic Prayer Network, the church has members that belong to that and what the church belongs to that. And they had a meeting and they had this uh, group of people go down and, and, and somebody shared about crossing over, you know, and I kind of just went in one ear and out the other and. Like, move on, you know, nice word, interesting. And uh, the next thing that happened for me is that there were some changes in, in um, where I worked, you know. And, and so um, for those that, you know, I'm an associate pastor here, and I used to be working here regularly, you know, on a daily basis. And things shifted for me at the beginning of the summer. And the Lord uh, reminded me of crossing over. And I'm like, wait a second. I don't think I want this message. I don't want this season. And anyway, so we're going to just talk about a little bit about, you know, changing seasons and, and how to do this successfully. We're just going to barely scratch the surface this morning. We're just going to kind of just, like I say, this is a huge topic. You could go on and on, and, uh, but we're going to just do a little bit this morning. So let's go ahead. What we're going to start out with is we're going to just uh, take a passage of Scripture that is kind of not even the crossing over. This passage of Scripture doesn't even talk about the crossing over yet. Um, and, and that's just, you know, as I do have other opportunities to minister, we may go on to the next places of that. So um, we're just kind of setting the stage this morning. And I'd like to just share from the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, and we're going to just be going through the first 11 verses. And so first we're going to read it, and then we're going to go back through and just start to pull some things out and, and digest some of these things. And so, so we're just going to Joshua chapter 1. This is from the New American Standard Bible. Um, this is this first part is just a, a little headline that's in the Bible. Uh, if in that version, it says, God's charge to Joshua. So, so this is verse 1. Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you, just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness in the Lebanon, even as far as the great river, 
the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and as far as the great sea towards the setting of the sun will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people saying, prepare provisions for yourself. For within three days, you were to cross this Jordan to go in to possess the land, which the Lord, your God is giving you to possess it. So as we read this passage, the Israelites have been 40 years in the wilderness and granted in the wilderness, they're moving. They're moving in the wilderness, but it's been a pretty regular thing. They've got the manna. They've got the pillar of fire by day. They've got the cloud by night. There's different things that happen, but they're, they've 40 years. That's a long time. I won't have anybody raise their hands, but there's probably a number of people in here that are under 40. And there's probably a number of us, myself included, that are over 40, but you don't have to raise your hands. And then there's those of us who feel like we're 40 still, right? And, and anyway, but, um, you know, 40 years is a long time. 40 years. And so, as, as, you know, if you remember from the scriptures, a whole generation has passed away. They had to wait long enough for, for the older people to finally all die. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a terrible, you know, if you go through numbers and you read all the different things that happen, there's, they've been through a lot of stuff. Um, and so here, when you get to the book of Joshua, they're now at the edge of the promised land. The whole book of Deuteronomy is Moses speaking five last messages to the people, five sermons. So you think Pastor Eric's sermons might be long or my sermons might be long. Read the book, sit down, and, you know, there's some long sermons there that he's, you know, at the edge of the promised land. They, and they've come. And now when we get to this point in the scriptures, uh, Moses has died. So um, everything was about to change. So if you stop and think about that, you've done things one way, 40 years this is the way we do the church, do these things, do these things. And then all of a sudden, it's a new season. It's a new season. And sometimes things shift. So the first thing I just want to point out, again, it's a very simple message this morning, is that it's important to recognize when the seasons are changing. You know, I'm a gardener, love to garden. 
I got to put a plug, you know, how sometimes when guest speakers come, they, you know, I've got tapes out front, you know, I've got watermelon out front. So please help yourself. <laughs> there's some cucumbers. It was there before service. So if there's not any after service, it already got taken. So, but it was there before service. Anyway, so, um, so, but, so if you're a gardener, you're very familiar with seasons. There's a time to plant. There's a time to sow. There's, you know, especially here in Oklahoma, a lot of water. If you're going to have stuff grow. Uh, we just got back from, um, going down on a trip down to Galveston for a family reunion for Jody's family. And I think the one thing that, that it's been a long time since I've been really outside of here, you know, we go back and forth to Colorado, but it's not much different than here in terms of amount of moisture. But we went south, and we went to Galveston. And as you go, it gets greener and greener and greener, and there's more trees, and they get taller, you know, and the humidity gets higher and higher. And it, and and we got to Galveston, and we were talking to some people, and they're like, oh, it's so dry. And it's like, you don't know what dry is. <laughs> I, I know what dry is. You have no clue. Anyway, yeah, they were complaining about how dry, and that they, you know, and I was like, why do they have watering systems here? They get four inches of rain a month, and they have watering systems. It says, oh, no, it gets really dry here. Really? It's like, okay. Anyway. Um, so, but it is important to recognize that seasons are changing. And sometimes, sometimes we get to, we're the ones that decide, hey, it's time for a change. And those, I don't know about you, but I have the personality that when I'm the one in charge of those changes, I like it. I like it. It's like, I get to move. I get to do a new thing. I am going to, you know, I've got a new job or whatever. And I'm the one who's setting out and I'm in charge of the change. A lot, that's, that's, to me, that's my favorite kind of change. But it's a lot different when the change is not in our control. When things around us change that cause us to change. Pastor Virginia often teaches on quantum physics. And you get into that, and I'm not going there this morning, but we're so connected. We don't really realize how connected we are. And when things begin to change, we can sometimes get a little uncomfortable. But it's important to recognize something's changing. Mike, you can go ahead and go on. Now, I love, this is one of my favorite passages in Scripture um, I'm going to go ahead and read this verse one and two, and it's just the first part of verse two. So it came to now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses's servant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you'll see this actually more than once in Scripture, where you see God telling somebody, <clears throat> "That person's dead." That person's dead. And I just think it's absolutely amazing that here you have Joshua. He's been anointed. He's been appointed, you know. And yet, for the whole congregation of people, they were stuck. So it's important as we recognize that, hey, seasons are changing. Seasons are changing. What was normal yesterday may not be normal tomorrow. You know, if you're a regular attender of this church, we have seen changes on the worship team. And sometimes those changes happen quietly and they don't get talked about and they don't get announced, but it's like, what's going on? You know, and, and then there's the kind of change where somebody sits, somebody, somebody took my chair. 
I don't know about you, but I've got a chair here in the sanctuary. You know, and sometimes we have visitors and they take my chair. And that's okay. I like that kind of change. But here we have a group of people that they had been mourning Moses' death for 30 days. So Moses had already passed away. And if you remember the story, God hid the body of Moses. Moses was such an amazing man of God. He knew that if he'd left that body available, they would somehow memorialize it, worship it. They'd already started worshiping the, the, bra- the bronze serpent that they put on the staff. You'll read later in scriptures where that had become an idolatrous place, place of worship for them. So why did God hide the body of Moses? So they couldn't do that. And when it's time for us to move from one season to the other, we may find that those things in our life that we looked up to, admired, respected, and they can be very good things. But sometimes those things change. And sometimes those things die, as in the case of Moses. Sometimes those things die. I was in a congregation one time, and I am no, by no means, you know, this, our church is in a season of transition. Hello, we can pretend it's not, but it is. And so I, but I'm not sharing these things because I even know what's going. I don't know. I don't see the future. So I don't even know where this church is going, but I believe it's going to a good place. I believe our pastors are going to a good place. We're all going together. We're journeying together. As pastor Virginia said, we're on that train. So we're not going to murmur and complain, right? You heard that in that word this morning. <laughs> that rhymes. Don't murmur and complain on the train. I always play with rhymes with Callan. No. So, but I was in this church. It was a small congregation. And the pastor, one Sunday night, and I had been there probably for, for 10 years, 9 or 10 years, and had learned so much from this man. And he got up in his pulpit, and he announced that was his last Sunday. <laughs> And I was just devastated. And I, you know, I was maybe in my 30s at that point. But, you know, been there, been there quite a while. I got there when I was 24, so I'm probably 34 or so. But I had learned so much. I mean, this, you know, was a spirit-filled church. And so they had taught me so much about moving in the spirit and the things of God. And, and it's like I could not imagine life without him being our pastor. And, and for me, it, it rocked my world. I mean, I was just like, yeah, you know, and I would go down to the church and pray. And I, I found myself going to the church afterwards, you know, after he'd made that big announcement. And I'm just like, Lord, what, what is life going to be like? I can't imagine life without this man of God leading our church. And the Lord started to minister to me an old chorus, an old song. And again, I am just sharing a story from my life. I am not saying that anything's going to happen to Pastor Eric or that he's not going to be here in the future. I'm not saying that. But we are in a season of transition and things are changing. And I can't say for sure anything. None of us know what tomorrow really holds. Pastor Eric, before the surgery and before I mean now, he's supposed to change. We're all supposed to change. <laughs> Did you know that when you come to church and you hear the word of God, you're supposed to leave different than you came? (laughs) It's not just about giving your money and going out the door and I did my duty. God wants us to. So we have to make that choice, though. Am I willing? 
I started to say, the Lord uh, ministered to this, this old, it's actually from the Psalms, and, in, and the words of it are, as the Lord is all around Jerusalem, as the mountains are all around Jerusalem, so the Lord is all around his people. As, as Mount Zion in the midst of Jerusalem, so the Lord is in the midst of his people. And I'm not saying the words right. If I sang it, I'd get it right. It's an old chorus. We used to sing it a lot. From this time forth and forevermore, it shall always be. We're going to get to that in a little bit. So I come as one whose experience changed, as we all have. It turned out, I'll give you the rest of the story. He didn't leave. His family convinced him to stay. (laughs) And so it's like, Lord, I went through all that for nothing. But... I realized when I went to the Lord and I talked about that, I realized what the Lord had done. Because when it was time for him to go, I knew that he wasn't the one. He was the one I needed to have my focus on. He was never going to leave me. He was never going to forsake me. No man can make that promise. Only God. And so for me, as a young believer, newer believer, to have my eyes so fixed on even a good man of God, to where if something happened to them, it's like, no. Things were out of line in my own heart. So sometimes God needs to shake things up. So they'd already been mourning Moses for 30 days. They all knew Moses was dead. It was not new information. It was not new information. So when God speaks to them and says, Moses is dead, this was not new information. So we're going to go ahead and read. We're going to, let's read the, the scriptures. It's in Deuteronomy, the end of Deuteronomy, chapter 34. So the sons of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab for 30 days. Then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses came to an end. So go ahead, Mike. They all knew Moses's, Moses was dead. So what is God saying? Moses is dead. It's time to move on. Now, this, this has a lot of applications to any place of change, but especially when we have change that comes from loss. Those of us that have lost loved ones, that's not a fun loss. And they loved Moses. He was their everything. I mean, if it weren't for Moses... They wouldn't even be there (laughs) because how many times can you go through scriptures and see that if Moses hadn't interceded for the children of Israel, it's like, you know, (laughs) so Moses was really important to that, that body of people. And who is going to do that for them? Who is going to do that for them? Can they guarantee that God's not going to decide you guys have gone too far? So it was a big deal that Moses wasn't there. We can't make light of it. They mourned 30 days, but it was important for them to realize that season of mourning had to come to an end. And that's sometimes hard. Sometimes it's hard to realize that what has been is not going to be. And that what was yesterday is not going to be for tomorrow. It's hard. For those who don't know the Lord, I personally don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. With the Lord, 
we have him. That when it comes to that place, he is going to get us through. And we're going to come back to that. So, so it's important when we're moving through seasons of change, it's important to understand, first of all, change is happening. There's a scripture that talks about the ostrich, how it loves to bury its head in the sand. And they really do that. And we don't want to be that. We don't want to be that. We don't have to be that. Change is difficult. Change can't, is not always fun. For some, there's, there is a personality type um, who loves change and thrives on it. And they like change. And it's exciting to them. And it's like, bring it on. But not everybody's that way. And for those of us who aren't that way, it can be scary. It can be frightening. And it's important to realize that in that process of change, it's okay to mourn. It's okay to mourn. God did not chastise them for mourning the loss of Moses. Sometimes, I'm a counselor, you know, people come to me for counseling. And sometimes I just don't have a lot of compassion or patience when it comes to certain things. And, and sometimes, depending on what the situation is, I'm like, get over it. But you don't see God saying that. So it's okay. If you have that personality type that needs to process through a season of mourning that, hey, what was yesterday is not going to be tomorrow, it is okay. I am giving you permission today to mourn. As we move through this season of change and transition, there may be some more rocking and rolling and things that we didn't see coming. It's like, whoa, where'd that come from? But it's okay that when that change happens, and especially when we feel loss, where there's investment, whether it's in relationship or in finances, and there's different things, sometimes we can feel loss. When we have spent hours... 40 years they spent in the wilderness. Time for a new thing. When you've invested that many years in something, sometimes it's really hard to be willing to allow ugh, something new, something different, even if it's God. May I remind you that they're going to the promised land. They're going to something far better than they've ever known as slaves. And whatever it is that God has for us as individuals or as a body of believers, God's lifting us up. We're going up. We're going to new places in him, better places in him. And so that's just God's nature. That's just who he is. He is the lifter of our heads. He is our glory and the lifter of our heads. Because it's about him. It's about him. Anyway. So. So in, in terms of recognizing. The change seasons are changing. God gives us permission to mourn. But we also have to recognize. Just like Joshua. And the whole congregation of Israel. Had to recognize. Okay. You got to buck yourself up. And you got to move on. There is that time too. And the Lord will help us. The Lord will help us too. This can be very difficult, embracing the new. Uh, we, we had a, a, well, I'll just, as we go through this, we'll go ahead. Go ahead to the next slide, Mike. 
embracing the new can be challenging. And again, there are certain personality types. It's like, Wah! you know, they're the roller coaster. You know, the higher, the faster, the farther. You know, they're just like, you know, skydiving kind. You know, they, they're, you know, hair on fire. They, they thrive on that. And so, but for all the rest of us who aren't that way, we need to have that mindset. Okay, God. And if it's okay to ask God to help us to do that. I've had to. I've had to say, okay, God, this is the new, this is the new thing for me. I've got to be okay with it because it's not changing. <laughs> as much as I would like to, you know, somehow go back, I can't. And we're not going to be able to, whether it's your individual situation or whether it's something that we experience as a congregation. So I, I just want to take a couple scriptures in embracing the new. There's just a couple things to, to bring out. So Joshua commanded the officers. This is Joshua 1, verse 10 and verse 11. Uh, Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the midst of the camp. Command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourself. For within three days you are to cross this Jordan, to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess it. Now, I didn't do the translation from the King James, but I love it. It uses the words, instead of uh, provisions or whatever this translation uses, it uses the word victuals. Victuals. But if I say vittles, you all know what I mean. <laughs> if you never knew where the word vittles came from, it comes from the word, the old English word victuals. Anyway, but it means provision. So uh, you can go to the next slide, Mike. So, so as we move into this new season, there's first have to be a place of willingness uh, to embrace the new. But this, this is the point I want to just focus on for just a little bit. Be prepared. And the thing that he told them to do was prepare yourself. You know, I have a bad habit of I, I love to see what other people need to do. <laughs> Whether I'm in a grocery store or at a restaurant and it's like i've been here standing here for 15 minutes and they still haven't helped me whatever it is you know i'm really good at picking out things but he doesn't say prepare your neighbor and help your neighbor prepare he doesn't say that that's actually really huge because there's some of us that we live our lives really focused on others and this isn't a season to do that we have got to recognize we need to prepare ourselves. Go ahead, Mike, to the next slide. So how do we do that? Now, in their case, they, they're, they're going to eat and do different things. But we need to take care of ourselves spiritually. We need to stay connected to God through prayer, worship, and study. And whatever that looks like for you, you know, I'm not saying that you have to spend 12 hours a day in prayer or anything like that, you know, but... But whatever you do, whatever that looks like for you, please stay connected. Um, we need each other in this season. And I, I so enjoyed a uh, few weeks ago. Um, I've been on vacation, so you guys may have continued to do it even though we weren't here. We had the prayer where we were up here in the front of the sanctuary and on Wednesday nights. And I so enjoyed receiving from other people's strength what they were hearing from God, what God was saying. Because we don't often get to do that in a congregational setting, and yet, you know, there were quite a few of us that were gathered, and it was like, oh, 
I was like, oh, I needed to hear that. We need each other's strength. I, I don't know about you, but I'm very thankful that I get to be married to my wife because she so often, <laughs> when I, we had a situation um, earlier this week, was it Saturday morning? <laughs> I think it was Saturday morning. Picture our nice, quiet, peaceful neighborhood. Some of you have seen our home. You know, we've got our little carport, all our quiet little flowers, the birds and the bees buzzing by the flowers. Got that picture? Now hear me screaming at the top of my lungs at my son. Oh, you know, because <laughs> it gotten me so upset. And, it, and it's so quiet in the neighborhood. And I realized later, it's like, oh, man, I think they probably heard us two or three doors down. And, and the, our neighbor on the one side is a pastor from the Baptist church. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's like, are they going to call child protective services on me? You know, the other guys knew he's, he's like, he's probably like going, oh boy, you know, oh, and I have all the doors and windows open because it's so nice and cool, <laughs> which allows that sound to go even better. Oh, anyway, so, but I'm thankful for my wife because in my moment of weakness, she was strong. And she was able to step in, and she kind of just took over and <laughs> pushed me away and sat me down. And I gave myself a timeout. And, um, but, but, but that's what we're going to need. Because I don't have that. I wish I did. But I, I don't take change real well. If I'm in charge of it, yay, hoo-hoo, you know, I'm all for that. But I'm not in charge. God's doing what he's going to do, and we just have to be willing to be obedient and, you know, have a good attitude. And so we need each other's strength so that when I kind of, you can say, get me back to where I need to be. Because, you know, it happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. So we're going to need to be strong. So we need to prepare ourselves to stay connected. It's so important. Stay connected to the Lord. Um, okay, go ahead, Mike. I just want to bring a couple points out because this is super, super significant. I know I am already experiencing this and you may be going, what in the world is going on? So when there was a couple changes, the pillar of fire by night and the cloud by day did not cross over into the promised land. The way that God did things and the way that he led them for 40 years in the wilderness did not cross over. That is huge. And, and, and again, when we're in our own individual lives and in our walk with the Lord, we'll have those seasons where I don't know what it's like for you, but, but it's like all of a sudden it's like the channel changes and it's like, God, where are you? God, where are you? You know, and then as I studied this, I was preparing this. It's like, oh, that's what's going on. He is wanting me to learn a new way. Part of that change thing. But we're coming up higher. But sometimes it's going to be different. So the new season required new ways of hearing from God and following him. We have to be ready for that. We have to be ready for that. In their case, they had a completely new leader. All right, next one. So it doesn't stop there. I wish it did, but it doesn't. So the manna stopped and did not continue in the promised land. Yeah, it is a really big thing. When you have gotten used to a, a certain way that God has supplied, and then all of a sudden you lose your job. Oops, manna stopped. <laughs> okay, God. And this is where we need to stay connected to God. 
even if we're struggling to hear his voice, we've got to stay connected because our provision ultimately comes from him. And so the way that God provided in the old season may not be the way that he's going to provide in the new. And that, that again, that can be personally, but it also can be for us as a congregation. We just have to be willing. So we need to be ready for all of those kind of changes. Um, I think we're getting pretty close. Whoop, there was one more, I think. I do want to kind of end with a scripture. Uh, the Lord has just been ministering to this week after week. This is what I thought I was going to be speaking on, but maybe maybe next time. Um, and 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 the Lord just set this up so amazing because if you look at these words and you think about what the worship was, what the prophetic word was, all of this, because everything is all about position. Where is our position in the Lord? And even though we might be changing, God's still with us. He is still with us. He doesn't change. There's a scripture that says that he, you know, the same yesterday, today, forever. So this is Deuteronomy 31. And it's one of the things that Joshua, excuse me, Moses told Joshua and the rest of the congregation before he, you know, went to heaven. But he said that the Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. I'm just going to stop there. Did you know that God's in your tomorrow? He already knows what it looks like. He's already got things figured out. He's got it planned out. He knows the end from the beginning. So anything we experience, he is not surprised at one, one tiny bit. So he has gone ahead of us. He will be with us. He will not fail us or forsake us. We don't need to be fearful or afraid. And again, the worship team just kind of ministered that whole thing already to us as we just kind of focused in that place of him holding us close, lifting us up to him. Um, so I'm going to kind of pause there, and then we'll see if the Lord brings a, a continuation of that. But let's just go ahead and stand. So, Father God, we just thank you. God, you are so amazing. And, Lord, I, I pray and I especially lift up to you those, Father, who do struggle with change more. Because this is a season where, Lord, they're going to need more grace. And, Lord, we know that you have that grace. You have all sufficient grace. So, Lord, I just lift up to you those, Father, that are just watching things change all around them. And it's like, what in the world is going on? And, Lord, I just ask, Father God, that you just hold them close to you, just as we sing. Lord, I thank you, God, that you'll never fail them. You'll never forsake them. You haven't lost a one yet, Lord. And you're not going to lose us, whether as individuals or as a body of believers. And I just give you all the praise and the glory for that. So, Father God, we just thank you, Lord, that you've got good plans. You've got good purposes. Lord, even though this season might be different and it doesn't look like the, the last season, God, we thank you that you still have assignment, you still have purpose, you still have direction, you still have focus. And, and so, God, we just believe we receive, Father God, that you will bring all of that into laser focus. Lord, for leadership and for us as a body, that we together will be just so focused on what our mission and what our call is, what are your plans and your purposes for us as a body, Lord, that we can just be faithful, that when we enter in and we cross over, that we're caring about 
exactly what you've given us to do. And we just thank you for that. And we give you all the praise and the glory for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. So, Lord, I just also just want to bless everyone as we go today. And I thank you, Father God. I just pray that everybody have an awesome week in Jesus' name. Amen.